Welcome all to the Saint Seven Just Podcast. This is episode four. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by my co-host Brian and Kyle. Can you guys, you guys want to say a quick hi? Howdy, howdy. What's up? Awesome. Well, in today's news, we got breaking news for you guys today. Um, our co-host Kyle is going to share with you guys a little bit about some uh, murder hornets. Look, I'm about to blow your guys' mind. I hope you're sitting down. Um, I know everyone's focused on Ukraine, but. We have some major breaking news. Came out today, 12, 12 p.m. You hear, you heard it here first. Murder hornets have a weakness. It's sex. Oh. <laughs> sex. You're most, dude. You're most. <laughs> this is PG. All right. So I'm going to read this article to, to you. Um, Who's it by? It is by the... The internet. <laughs> <laughs> the very credible <laughs> reporters over at Futurism. Don't let me turn your mics off. <laughs> so it starts out, the subtitle is Horny Hornets. Oh. Like Bugs Bunny, Part dressing the- up like a lady to trick Elmer Fudd. Mm. Scientists have discovered that sex can be used to lure giant invasive hornets into traps or honey traps. <laughs> The researchers who published their findings in the journal Current Biology created a synthetic sex pheromone to attract the male Vespa mandarina, no more sensationally as murder hornets, and capture them in traps that also contain a fake female hornet. <laughs> Idiots. Never fall for the, the third that, trap. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't that catfishing? <laughs> <laughs> It's okay with murder hornets. (laughs) So, quote, we were able to isolate the major components of the female sex pheromone, an order blend that is highly attractive to males who compete to mate with virgin queens. James Nye, and I'm going to butcher this. I'm going to butcher this. Entomologist at the University of California, San Diego. Co-author of the paper. So... Um, Government research funds at work right there. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. (laughs) So uh, I'm just going to skip down to the very best part of this article. Um, My favorite part of this was they said, so yeah, these hornets are completely willing to risk their lives for a booty call, which honestly might show that they're not so different from humans. (laughs) (laughs) Or or that they're, Uh, they're just... The general male of species of every species <laughs> yeah. willing to risk your life for what matters most <laughs> to get laid. <laughs> I like how Kyle's but, like, I'm going to skip to the very best part. I'm like, <laughs> just like joke. in real life. <laughs> <laughs> but that, no, the, so throughout the article, they talk about how they have this trap and they're at, cause I guess, um, with murder hornets, um, it's been wreaking havoc on like the bee production crops or whatever in the U S like, that's worth like a hundred million in crops or something yeah, like that. Apparently they, the they, bee habitats cause they, they're killing bees, right? Yeah. They, they, yeah, yeah. they well no, yeah. they, they murder them. They yeah. murder them. <laughs> yeah. First degree murder. First degree murder. Get it right. Um, they're out there, they're out there hunting honeys. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, they created this trap, put a fake, fake female in there with a pheromone and they ended up catching like thousands of these things. And so, Who and there, and the articles, the article says they're all over Canada and northern the U.S. Northern U.S. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like a. This is how we achieve world peace, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it starts with the murder hornets. They literally could have just went to any hunter in the world <laughs> and told them, like, "How do you catch deer?" <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, he's like, you see this little bottle right here? <laughs> no, look, Kyle has another story that's even better than that one. I think his deer hunting story. I forget who the guy oh, was. It, I don't right. know if we can say it on the camera, but oh. it was a, it's a really good story. <laughs> All right, let's. Um, <laughs> We're not gonna do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if. Uh, but it literally, literally, literally one. parallels exactly what they were saying with murder hornets, <laughs> with firsthand, yeah, with if, an unfortunate if, event to one unfortunate individual. If we have in his unfortunate face, if we have uh, tickled your interest, <laughs> stay tuned for episode five. Oh, uh, if we make it there, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see what YouTube has to say about that. But but yeah, that's my contribution for the night. So awesome. Well, that is uh, very informative and completely relevant to world peace. At the moment, and you're welcome. <sighs> Needed to be said. Glad I said. could. Glad I could bring this breaking news. Yeah, and to you if guys. you have any questions, please comment down below. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a like, a thumbs up, subscribe. <laughs> Coyote Peterson's gonna be calling Kyle. Hey man, you give me the uh, the download on these murder hornet story here. Yeah. Or the or the scientists that did the research is gonna like comment down below. Is like what the fudge, man? <laughs> that, that took six six you, months you, of my you, life. You skipped. <laughs> Everything I wrote. <laughs> All my hard work. You just breeze right Straight past to the it. sex part. Oh, yeah. We skipped the, all the scientific part, like why it was impacting the bee population and whatnot. Nerd. He's like, Plus, you didn't even say my last name correctly. <laughs> Douche. All right. Well, on a... On a, on a on a heavier note, um, let's get into some uh, some other articles. The first one we got here is uh, obviously, as many have noticed, we have skyrocketing gas prices still. You know, shocker. shocker. I mean, apparently it's it's Putin's fault completely and hundred percent. Even though you know, prices started skyrocketing even before the Ukrainian invasion. Um, but uh, we have this article from uh, PJ Media, and I think uh, our co-host here, uh, Brian, is the one that brought this to us. So you want to you want to take the take the lead on this one? Yeah, as uh, Rahm Emanuel once said, "Never let a good crisis go to waste." Right? And uh, who knew that the Democrats or Biden or his administration would ever want gas prices to skyrocket? Right? Um, clearly, he said when he was running for president. You know, you can go watch video on this um, once we <laughs> once we get a little bit more technologically advanced on this show, you know, and we're not talking about murder hornets and sex, we will be actually be able to show you some clips <laughs> <laughs> and data <laughs> right now. You just have to take my word for it. I printed it off. So, uh, but anyway, so, um, yeah, when uh, he ran for president, of course, he, you guys remember he was talking about, you know, uh, uh, he was going to try to uh, definitely derail oil. He wanted to make sure that there was no, that there was no more fracking and drilling. You, you can watch his videos, right? All day long. So it would come to no surprise that if you were in the oil industry, wouldn't you think that it's like at some point in time that, you know, maybe I might not start investing in drilling more oil. I might, you know, slow down my my process or just keep it where it's at, you know. Uh, and then that coupling with the COVID, you know, slowdown, <clears throat> it's not helping things much with, with the oil companies, okay? Mm. I am in no way defending them for any stupid things that they do. However, in this case, everybody keeps saying it's like, it's not, it's not Biden's fault. It's not Biden's fault. And, you know, you could always argue, sit there and say, hey, you know, presidents aren't responsible for gas prices. However, they do have effects, right? Yeah, the buck, right. the buck stops with, with the president, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean if you, if your policy if, is created by, yeah. by his administration. If you're the chief executive officer and you say you're going to do something or you're not going to do something, that's going to have effects down river, you know? Yeah. And so with the oil and gas industry, that was already happening. Day one, he shut down XL pipeline, boom, done, right? Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> anyway... So Biden's handlers, you know, uh, 
as much as Biden, uh, they want gas prices to go up. So uh, Monday, Transportation Secretary Pete, Mr. Mullen Buttigieg, appeared <laughs> to be uh, fantastically out of touch when he responded to skyrocketing gas prices at the pump. Um, do you guys remember what he told everybody he should just go do? Oh, yes. I believe he said to go buy an, a very expensive electric vehicle you know that runs you? on electricity. <laughs> do you know how much that electric vehicle costs um, on the I low think, end? I think on the low end, like forty to 45000 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the average uh, income for Americans? I think it's like... 55,000. <laughs> I was going to say around there. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, good one. You know, so of course you also, you saw the stuff on, on the news about how they're talking words. about, you know, yeah, you know, go out, you know, uh, let them eat cake. You know, it's like go out and get an electric vehicle, you know, just shut up idiots. Um, so, <laughs> uh, clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for America. People as well. Uh, he asserted bird. I can't, I can never pronounce his name when I read it, but a judge. Booty judge. <laughs> we'll, call him Pete. we'll call him booty. We're going to just call him booty. Pete. We're just going to call him Pete. Right. Uh, who anybody could do his job better than him. He left for two months. And nobody knew he was gone. <laughs> so Things actually uh, started running better. During that two months. <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> the bus is running smooth, man. <laughs> well, I know they turned to, they turned to think Pete, where's Pete? <laughs> he comes back and then all of a sudden he's got to throw the rent. He's like that, you know, the meme of the guy on the bike and he sticks his own uh, stick into the bike. For just folks to see and what happens. <laughs> That's Pete. Anyway, last month we announced $5 billion investment to build out nationwide electric vehicle charging network. This is Pete. So the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from gas savings and driving on EV, right? Mm. Well, Tesla's already done this. Yeah. <laughs> Tesla has power charging stations all over the u.s and you know what they're not going to do they're not going to share oh yeah no, no. yeah absolutely well also um on the on, on the tesla note elon musk the the founder and ceo of, Te of tesla came out himself and said that we need to start <laughs> we need to ramp up oil, oil immediately yeah. <laughs> i don't know if that's something that you were going to touch on yeah well uh the administration isn't just out of touch it's actively trying to use this crisis and pose its green agenda as we already know uh, Environmental Protection Agency Chief Megan Rain confirmed that on Monday. Uh, the Sacramento Bee reported that uh, Reagan was the, was at the White House along with Pete, allegedly Vice President Kamala Harris, to announce proposed, proposed limits on new buses and large trucks to curb some of the greenhouse gas emissions up to 90% in the next decade. In the course of his remarks, Reagan boasted, we're pressing accelerator to reach a zero emission future sooner than most people thought. Again, you're pushing for this narrative on we all need to go to electric power vehicles. Therefore, if that was your, if that was your end goal, what would you want gas to have to do? You'd want it to have to go so high that people couldn't afford it, that you have to force them off that rail. Mm -hmm. the, the whole point. Yeah. Um, and of course, another press is accelerated to reach zero emissions, uh, future more effective than gas prices rising so high that carbon emitting car is simply too expensive. At the Monday white house event, Harris was likewise enthusiastic saying we are all in the midst of turning point. We have the technology to transition to a zero emission fleet. We can address the climate crisis and grow our economy at the same time. I read this better than she could ever speak. So just go watch some of the things she said. and You won't be uh, <laughs> disappointed. disappointed at all. <laughs> if you can imagine it, imagine it there. You imagined it. I wish I could push a button. Have, the, so have the Disney imagination. Do you know what we're talking about? Jingle. You don't know? Oh, oh man. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. We're too old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, anyway. Uh, so anyway, we're all in the midst of a turning point in the green energy forces. 
uh, are not going to let it go. On Tuesday, Joe Biden said the situation was going to get worse as prices are going to go up and he couldn't do anything about it. Can't do much right now. Russia's responsible. It's old pooty poot. It's his fault. Biden also claimed that it's simply not true that my administration policies are holding back domestic energy production. Again, go watch the videos where he talked about it, what he was going to do, the oil and gas when he ran for president. Right. Um, so Joe Biden, August 21, 2021, uh, where executives general, uh, Joe Biden, uh, I'm sorry, Joe Biden held a conference at the white house, uh, where he brought in, um, all of these electric, uh, car manufacturers, right? So, um, he brought in General Motors, he brought in Ford, uh, he brought in, I can't pronounce, Stellantis, um, uh, it's a, is this the one where they brought in everyone except Tesla? Yes. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, oh, Tesla was pissed, yeah. man. Exactly, yeah, so, so. The EV summit. Yeah, he brought in, he brought in, he brought in all these American car companies, right, and of course he left out Tesla, and he left out Honda, and he left out Toyota, who also make electric vehicles. It, would you like to take any guesses why they were left out? Because they're yeah. not dependent yeah. on the government? Well, yes, in they a way. their own infrastructure? When it comes to car manufacturing, what's a big deal in the car manufacturing to the Democrats? Money. Yeah, but something else. <laughs> You're unions. Correct. Unions. Unions. These are all union companies. Oh. Tesla, Toyota, and Honda are not. Hmm. Would make not, sense why you would not incorporate Tesla, Toyota, or Honda into this because they're not part of the, they're not part of the unions. Yep. Um, nor do they want to be, nor should they have to be. You know, if Tesla, if a Tesla factory decides to to go union at some place, and in um, what's his name? No, Tesla. Oh no, they're in Tesla. Um, Elon Musk, Elon Musk is, is is for it. Then fine. You know, that's a, that's your decision if you choose to do that. But if they don't want to do it, you can't force them into doing it. Yeah. And clearly, Biden and his administration wants to support these unions because the unions support him. Regulation, right? They want to support regulation, right? Yeah. So. Uh, uh, let's see. Saki asked about the absence of Tesla in her briefing ahead of the event. She said, well, of course we welcome the efforts of automakers who recognize the potential of an electric vehicle future and support efforts that will reach the president's goal. And certainly Tesla is one of those companies. I would not expect this in the last time we talked about clean cars and more towards electric vehicles. And we look forward to having a range of partners in that effort. Right. I mean, you actually believe anything that she says? <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Elon is like just sitting here like. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, asked of Tesla being a non-union company was the reason it wasn't included in, in Thursday. Saki replied, well, those are three largest employers in the auto, uh, the United Auto Workers. So I'll let you draw your own conclusion. Conclusion drawn, Saki. <laughs> wow. She I really said you. that? Wink, wink. We're here nod, with you. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, of course, what's happening here is that, you know, the government, again, is picking winners and losers. Back in 2008, do you guys remember when this happened? Oh, banks. Banks, but most more specifically, cars and whatnot, you know, and, and these companies uh, that made, what are those things that create, they create energy from the sun, what are they called? Solar panels. Solar. Yes, solar. Oh, yeah. So, oh, man. There was a president called Barack Obama, and 
he did bailouts for these solar companies, not necessarily bailouts, but he, he invested money to invest in green energy. Can you recall a name of one of those companies that we invested buttloads of money into that never returned any investments? A solar company? Yeah, yeah, solar company. Solar City? Close, no close. That's got solar in the name. It's pretty Dang close. Uh, let's go through a list. I have a list right here, actually. So, first one, Solyndra received $535 million loan. They went bankrupt in 2011. What? Abound Solar received part of a $60 million grant under the Bush administration and was awarded, and yes, it was under Bush, and was awarded $400 million loan under the Obama administration in December 2010. They went bankrupt in 2012. Beacon Power received more than $25 million in grants and a loan for $43 million. Bankrupt October 20, 2011. A123 Systems received $390 million, of which $249 million of it was a Recovery Act grant. Filed for bankruptcy in October 16, 2012. AES Eastern Energy Storage, $17.1 million. Went bankrupt in December 31st, 2011. I have a list of companies. I can keep going down here. You can clearly see right here of all of these companies that the government backed. Winners and losers, right? We, we want to go green. These are the companies we backed. They all went bankrupt. Every with single like, one of with them. With like millions of dollars of, in, of, close, of backing. Clo close, to, close to, I'd say... Billion, billions, you know, uh, like one one point five billion or something. Maybe, like yeah. Uh, if I were if I were a betting man, I'd say at least a billion. Um, so when you know Biden uh, says that he he is not responsible and it's not his fault the gas prices are going up, and we clearly have video of him saying the counter to that, when we clearly see his actions, the counter to that, and then we see in the past where the government has has picked you know, the solar energy over investing into nuclear or investing into our natural resources of oil and natural gas, all of those companies went bankrupt. Right. We so, keep, so we pretty much whenever the government gets involved, they make poor decisions. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we back the wrong horse all the time. So don't let, um, Saki deter you or derail you or confuse you when it comes to these things, which she's very good at. And, uh, yeah, that's my story. So, so what do you guys think is this, this is going to mean for like the everyday, you know, average Joe or everyday Americans, right? Like what, what is, what is this, you know, like, you know, new, new take on energy and, you know, gas prices, you know, passing the buck on it. What, what is it going to do? Cause we saw that in 2008, right? We, but I, it just re resurfacing kind of like with a vengeance nowadays. So. I, I like electrical. I like the idea of electric cars. I like Tesla's. I, I think it's a, it's a great idea. I mean, if you've ever been around electric cars, I think, you know, when Toyota came out with the Prius, stupid looking car, it made Toyota $0, right? It was a, it was a lead loss vehicle for them, but the idea was great. Tesla took it, and then it's, it's the only thing they make is electric vehicles, and they're doing a great job at it. And I think the future is in electric vehicles. However, our infrastructure is not there yet. And to derail our entire system, which is based off of oil, and just switch over to electric when you don't have the infrastructure there to back it up. And I know Saki's talking about building the infrastructure. You know how long that takes? You know how long it took Tesla to do that? Yeah. You know how much money they invested, their own money they invested into yeah. doing that? You know? Um, when... Um, when we when when uh, gas powered vehicles started becoming a thing, you know, uh, um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Uh, 
the the they you know they call him the robber barons you know uh, Rockefeller. Oh, Rockefeller. Um, you know Standard Oil. Right. He invested his own money in building gas stations and, mm-hmm. and, and building out that infrastructure for that. You know, that, that's not the government's responsibility to do that. And I don't want my dollars to pay for that. Now, however, as we start buying more electric vehicles in your areas, if you're if you're paying taxes in your areas and you vote for that stuff to put in, you know, charging stations or whatnot, that's on you, you know. Right. But let the market decide that. Don't force the market into doing it. As soon as you do that, you're you're derailing what this country's all about, you know, the free market. You know? Yeah, I mean it's it's a scary thought, especially you know with with the economy and, and where it's at right now with you know the housing market and you know where supply chain infrastructure is and everything. I mean, it feels like you know the deck of cards is like one tip away from just falling apart. And I mean, I don't know if you guys saw just recently. I think it was today or yesterday. I think um, I think it was the AP, um, or it might have been somewhere else. They reported that um, Saudi Arabia is in talks with. Uh, they could be quote quote don't quote me. You know don't don't don't. You fact check me on this, but they might be in talks. Don't with fact check you or fact check you. Fact check me, yes, okay. but don't. Don't. Uh, <laughs> apparently, they, they might no. be. In, they fact might, check them. They might be in uh, talks with uh, China um, to have the yuan be the backer for oil yeah, yeah. instead of the U.S. dollar. Um, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh man!" Have who be the backer? China. The yuan, China, the oh. Chinese yuan. And um, I mean, they they you guys see that Biden tried calling the the Saudis and they like just they, they didn't just send it to voicemail. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we got we got a whole lot of sand here. Why don't you go pound some of it? You know, it's yeah. like <laughs> goodbye. Yeah, and then uh, and then they invited Xi Jinping to to go visit, and yeah. so apparently now the talk that's that's what they're saying. The talks are that you know the yuan might be the new uh, reserve currency for oil, and if that happens, the dollar, the petrodollar, the petrodollar is yeah. gone, man. The yeah. dollar is just it's in the gutter. <laughs> Absolutely, you're going to be shoveling like like what is it? What was the the German uh, currency that the people were shoveling mm-hmm. into the gutters? The but, oh yeah, the uh, uh, Weimar Republic. Uh, yeah, yeah they're shoveling their the the the, the German dollar into the yeah. into the gutters. But I mean, but the thing is though too is that what you hear like AOC, Saki, Biden, Harris, anybody who's on the left that's that's uh, a prominent figure that's speaking about this, and then the people who just you know echo this stuff. What they keep saying is that we just need to stop drilling, period. Mm. What they don't understand is how much stuff comes from oil, right? A fraction of it is is a decent fraction goes to gas, right, for our vehicles, diesel, stuff like that. But over 53% of it, I think it's like 50, 53 to 57% of it goes into everything. Else. Everything. Yep. So you stop drilling, all right, good luck because... You're not going to be able to get the clothes you want. You're not going to be able to get the food you want. You're not going to be able to get the solar panels that you want because that's made with oil. I mean, let's just let's just set apart aside like the the material things, right? Medicine. Most of it is is petrol based, uh, petroleum based yeah. medicines, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what that's what happened when I think it was the Rockefeller switched over medication to into that form of. Uh, uh, of binding, right? Yeah, I mean, you can you can look up since we've been using fossil fuels. Uh, well, the the better term is hydrocarbons. But since we've been using hydrocarbons, um, the death rate, especially when it comes to newborns, right, has has drastically decreased. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Medicine, right? Medical advancements, uh, hospitals with power, reliable power, 24-7, 365. That doesn't come from solar. That does not come from wind. It comes from diesel, coal, or nuclear. Yeah. And some places hydro, depending on if you're close enough, close enough yeah. to one. But I think, I think... Like pie in the sky, if this was to go the right way, even though I don't want to see it go this way, uh, uh, the bad way, but a good way I could see this going into is pushing them in nuclear, forcing them into nuclear. Because we see Bill Gates starting to use these like micronuclear 
um, generators now. Reactors. Isn't nuclear yeah. like the cleanest? Yeah. Nuclear yeah. is absolutely the cleanest. Yeah. 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 I mean, but they freak, everybody's freaked out, of course, because of, you know, the Chernobyl show, which is actually a pretty good show, but they fact check that and they're just like, you know, there's a lot of inconsistencies and false, false information in there, but it's, it's over, over for the most part. It's, it's pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like, but clearly nuclear is the best way to go. If you want to have the amount of electrical that you want to have. Well, why are we, I don't understand the push to go to, why does it have to be a zero sum game? It's like we either go electric or we go oil. Like, why can't we just have all of them? Like the wet, the solar and weather, think, they're not reliable enough to think, power the, the amount that we need daily. Right. Yeah. I think, I think right now we, we get about like, I think 20% of our renewable, uh, of our energy through renewables, 20%, you know, right. the rest of the rest is, is fossil fuels and, and obviously nuclear, I think is, I think it's like another 20% of nuclear, but nah, nuclear is like 12. Is it 12? Yeah, is it less than 20? Shutting down nuclear power plants yeah. across countries. Well, like I, guess, I guess maybe it was like 20% yeah. before yeah. they started shutting down. But I think, I think it's just the, you know, meanwhile, G- Germany and France are turning their nuclear plants <laughs> back, on. back on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what I was saying, I was, uh, I think the, it's because of the narrative, right? People have been pushing, you know, this green new deal, the green new, you know, world for so long that, you know, if they, they can't backpedal anymore. Right, their their whole their whole platform is built on on this narrative that that if if we stop drilling, if we stop using gas right now, right here, right now, like the world is saved, right? And it, but they've been they've been spouting this for like the last hundred years. It's like yeah. oh, in twenty years, Florida's going to be underwater, New York's going to be underwater. Yeah, um, well, we're well, here, like yeah. You know, the, the, Obama clearly isn't worried about global warming. Neither is Nancy Pelosi right on the right on the beach. <laughs> I mean, Nancy Pelosi isn't here. She just bought like a property. Yeah, yeah. beach property. Um, so you think it's more just talking points that oh, is never man. actually going to so come like, to fruition? Yeah, it, it's 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 the uh, um, you know what is it? It's just I'm telling like people brain. what they want to hear. Yeah, I'm I'm out here. It's like you know I'm going to support this. So I'm going to put this. I'm going to put this flag or this saying on my on my Facebook picture so or my Instagram picture. You know, you're yeah. just you know uh, I can't, the the word is slipping my mind right now. But you're. You're just showing everybody. It's like you know, the virtue, signaling. virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. all you're doing. Virtue signaling. So that yeah. this is like a massive virtue signal, right? It's all yeah. the U.S. We're completely 100% zero oil, right? Well, the rest of the world ain't gonna do that. <laughs> well, that that was always been my biggest argument when we talk about like uh, climate change, zero emissions and stuff. Like even if the U.S. bought on board and went completely zero emissions, what are you gonna say to China? What are you gonna say to these other countries that? May not care about climate change. It doesn't. It doesn't even it's have to not, be that far. Like Mexico is one of the biggest producers of oil too. They're not going to just yeah. be like we're, we're going to stop, you know, producing yeah. oil. Like it's it's not going to happen. Gonna so f- it's so critical to their infrastructure and economy that these they're like why why are we even listening to the U.S. about this stuff? Like we're, we're not about this this woke ideology, you know? Yeah, and that's really what's pushing it. Or what we're going to do is we're we're going to uh, export all of our pollution to India, to yep. China, to Indonesia, to Venezuela, to Saudi Arabia. It's like, oh, yeah. we're good here. We're not polluting here. No, you, you sent it overseas. That pollution is still going to occur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not happening. In my, I'm not doing it, but I'm still driving the vehicles and doing all the things that cause it that are made over in these countries now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I yeah, think exactly. that's the connotation is very similar to like with lead production back in, back in the, I forgot when, when the U.S. stopped the like, like mining and and uh, smelting lead here in the U.S., they just they just they just ship that over to China and let China do that, and then yeah. they ship it right back, you know, in the in the form of bullets and the form of you know anything that that requires lead. So it's like we we're just we're just what is it called outsourcing it 
Yeah. But it's st- we're still on the same planet, you know. It's, yeah. it's still going to happen. And like I'm all for taking care of the planet, but yes. getting rid of <laughs> such a major it's, contributor it's liter- of like our daily life. It's literally part of being a Christian. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we are given we are given this earth, it is in our trust and it's up to us to take care of it. Right. I don't like seeing pollution in the oil. I don't like seeing turtles with the sh- with n- straws in their nose. Granted, that's not from us. It's from China and no, India. No, it's, it's masks now. <laughs> Discarded masks. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I hate drinking out of paper straws. They're terrible. They suck. Nobody likes them. Yeah. Yeah, those are the freaking... Di- I feel it's like busy. they dissolve in your freaking mouth. Yeah, but, hey, but, but, but the good thing is, guys, is that the United Auto Workers are going to have great, solid jobs... And we're going to get to drive these, as we know, reliable American electric-powered vehicles. <laughs> well, let's here's a, a kind of a devil's advocate. Like, let's say we do go all um, electric. So I was talking with my wife about this. I was like, Tesla, having driven some of their Teslas, those things are awesome. Yeah. yeah. The only downside to them, though, is... You don't have $150,000 for one? Well, that. <laughs> I can't mm. afford the price tag of it. But I'm also like on a practical day to day, like a gas powered car, you can fill up in what a couple minutes. It's like with a battery, you got to charge the thing for what eight hours. No, no, they actually they, they, they charge yeah. in like they fifteen have, minutes. Yeah, they do. They, they have do? they have high. They yeah, have like yep. fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yep. So oh, when you go to the okay. you go to the charging station, you can you can charge up in like thirty minutes or something like that. It's real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's misconceptions about electric vehicles and be like, oh, they're not. You know, they're they're not the the most reliable thing because you know they don't work in the cold. Which granted, yes, in very very cold weather, they do not work. The batteries will die. Well, Tesla they, Tesla has a they they have a, a heater. On their batteries, but they're yeah. the only ones that have it. They're the only ones, mm. but even then, some of them have failed. And yeah. they, they, but they're, the, you know, that's that's the thing, you know, technology. Thing, yeah, they, it progresses, right? Yeah. They, it fails, and they find workaround. And you know, I, I think a new battery was just invented, and, and you know, companies are like scrambling to try to be yeah. able to get it. If they have this like charging where it takes like fifteen minutes, how long have they had that for? Because I, I had a buddy, I had a buddy that was, um, that was a mechanic at Tesla, and right. he he was saying that. Um, okay. it chart, you have to charge it for like, it used to be eight hours. Yeah. No, it used to be. So, yeah. uh, and it also depends on, on your cabling. So I am not an electrician, but I do know that yeah. you have like 270 and 120 and depending on what you have in your garage that you hook it up to, if you have the 120, of course, it's going to take forever in a day to charge up your vehicle. But if you have the 270 or whatever, where it's like basically comes straight from the power, <laughs> power lines in your car, it's like super quick. Yeah. I think, um, I think back in the day when Tesla's first came out, they had like the regular basic chargers and then yeah. they had the superchargers, right? And the superchargers were, I think, higher currents and they could charge your Tesla quicker. And then the other ones were the ones that took a, a, a longer, longer time to charge. Oh, okay. But nowadays there's also competitors to, to the Tesla charging stations, which, you know, they, they're pretty much all superchargers now, right? So they, all, they can all charge with well, that's, 10 I mean, that's minutes. good to know because, yeah, when me and my wife were talking about it, I was like, I think once they figure out a way to do that where it can be, almost as quick as just filling up your gas tank, then I'm, I think I think you probably will see a lot more, well, I guess not anymore because the 35K1 it's like, it's like, Tesla it, that they're not selling those Yeah, anymore. but it's like, it's like 10 bucks to fill up. Yeah. Like, my, I yeah. have several coworkers that have Teslas. Yeah. From the high-end ones to the, the lower-end ones, the $50,000 low-end ones. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, yeah, it's like 10 bucks to fill up. Like when they go to the charging station, you know, one of the by the gas stations or whatever, they really? go to one of the charging station. Takes and them. It's like, not even that. Like most most people that have yeah, it's most, like ten bucks. Most people that have uh, Teslas nowadays have charging stations at home, right? Or yeah. their apartment complexes have charging stations that they ah. park in. 
But here comes the problem again, right? We were not going to use oil. We're not going to use coal and we're not going to use these hydrocarbons. Where are you going to get this energy from? It's not going to magically come out of the sky. As much as they like to think that solar is, that's what's going to be the savior of all of this. That's what's going to be the problem solver of all of this. It's not. It simply isn't. We're not there yet when it comes to solar. You can't store the power yet that, that they think you can. They think it's like we can collect all the solar from the solar panels and can just go into these batteries. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, I mean, what is it? The law of, law, law of return of something, you know, Newton's law of energy or something like that. You have to expend energy to create energy. Mm-hmm. And it's like fission versus fusion. Yeah. Nuclear reactors. I mean, it's just people, people are oblivious to where things come from, right? Energy, food, you know, things, things that just exist, like, you know, a coffee cup or a computer. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're, they think that things just appear. I saw the funniest meme. It was AOC when it was the trucker convoy stuff happening in Canada. And she was like, she's like, she's like, ah, it doesn't, I don't, I don't care if truckers stop, stop rolling. You know, I might, I get my food from the grocery store. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that's, uh, I, it just, it just resounded with me that most, most people, you know, that's, that's exactly the way of thinking, man. Oh, it's always yeah. going to be at the grocery. And when it's not there, you know, they, they flip out because their pop tarts are on the oh. shelves. And then did it, you see the video of the trucker that he was, he, it went viral and it showed at the gas pump it was like over a thousand dollars to fill up his truck. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And he was all like, yeah, just wait till your, your milk is 11 bucks a yeah. gallon. Exactly. I was like, yeah, that's, I, that's the thing. It's it's anybody you know. Uh, what, what's AOC? What's her degree again? Because nobody can remind me what her degree is. <laughs> I think it is it economics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So her actual degree, she has a degree in economics, but yeah, she has no <laughs> idea how economics works. You know, and it's like, okay, you know, supply and demand, right? Uh, we have we have less oil, right? Less oil at the station that's available, right? There's more of a demand, which means that what's going to increase. Prices. Prices are going to increase. Okay. So when prices increase, now we're talking about just like you said, increased food, right? We're talking about increased products that you buy. Oh yeah. I can just go get it at the, I can just go get it at the grocery store. I don't have to worry about it. Well, your prices are going up. Yeah. You make, yeah, she makes what? $140,000 a year. I think they just gave themselves a pay raise too. So they're making (laughs) a 20% pay raise or something like that. They're making a butt butt ton of money, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about it. They don't have to worry about the average person that's making $50,000 a year or a couple, you know, yeah. that the, the the gallon of milk is $11, you know? And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm probably going wide right on this or, you know, really high, but it's going to increase. I mean, mm-hmm. what's what's a gallon of milk right now? Four uh, bucks? Close to four bucks? No, I think, I think the last one we bought was like almost closer to six bucks. Six yeah, bucks? that's what I was going to say. I was like closer to six. Well, you're yeah. closer. You're yeah. in the city. I'm out in the country. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys just go milk cows out there. <laughs> hey, man, straight from the teat. <laughs> So, so get your milk delivered by a horse. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Fresh off of Bessie. This but yeah, the, the, the price of oil goes up, then everything else goes up. I mean, it's, it's, it's um, you know, unintended consequences. Yeah. You know, and in some cases, I think intended consequences, as I read this article about, you know, they want this stuff to happen because then you have to make this jump. What they don't understand is all the stuff that's going to happen downstream, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I also think, I mean, the reason that this is happening, too, I think on a global scale is there, you know, the other countries are our enemies, quote, quote, you know, see the United States as, as weakened right, politically and I guess, I guess um, domestically with, with everybody that's living here. And they're kind of starting to push to, to get rid of the dollar as, as, as the overseer for, their, for the currency. Yeah, they see they see uh, opportunity, man. They see America up here stabbing itself and they're just like, no, don't. 
please don't. Oops, oh. I pushed you. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, when you see your enemy, uh, uh, you know, hurting itself. It's like, don't get in its way, man. Yep. Keep allowing it to do it. And that's what's happening right now. All, all of our, even our friends are just like, no, please stop. <laughs> They're like, wait, did somebody call my name? Oh. All right, cool. Well, with that said, I mean, on the topic of climate change, why don't we uh, jump into this new, uh, this other article by um, the Atlantic, which is, uh, is a doozy in itself. Um the worst thing about nuclear war is that it would accelerate climate change. All right. Oh my gosh. Uh, we, need, we need to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Kyle, uh, this is not a scientist this? from the internet. Oh my this is Robinson Meyer, right? He's from the Atlantic. And he said that the worst aspect of nuclear war is that it will accelerate climate change. I mean, this quite, this is him. I mean, this quite literally, if you're worried about rapid catastrophic changes to the planet's climate, and you must be worried about nuclear war. That is because on top of killing tens of millions of people, even a relatively minor exchange of nuclear weapons would wreak havoc on the planet's climate in enormous and long-lasting ways. Okay. I'm not even going to read the rest of it. <laughs> I love how he, uh, he glossed over the tens of millions of people yeah. that would be gone. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, it's not... It's just tens of millions. It's not hundreds. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, it, Okay, so Kyle, let's just say this. I think there's too much focus on yeah. the climate change. <laughs> Not enough on the tens of millions of people that would be gone. Kyle, let's just say this. Kyle, if if uh, somebody shoots you, what's the first thing on your mind? You're, you've been shot. Yep. Is I've climate change the number one thing on your mind? It's a close second. <laughs> close second. <laughs> close second. <laughs> Mike? Um, yeah. Yeah, though the poor bees, man. <laughs> the murder hornets. The murder hornets are just decimating them. Well, well, on the bright side, nuclear war will completely decimate the murder hornet population. <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on, dude. It's oh like, my gosh, you just you just know it's so cringe when 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 you just start reading the article and you just like you just start throwing up a little bit. You, oh. <laughs> like, Who writes this? Like man? when I read this stuff, I have to like take a break sometimes because <laughs> it's just like my brain hurts. I'm like. This guy has a job. He does this. Like, how can I get this job? Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? I want to write this. Stuff. Stuff. He's got to this. Did you guys? Point. Did you guys go straight to the top? Did you guys see? Did you guys see that thing where you like type into Google and you say something racism? Like, you could literally type in almost anything racism, and it'll something will pop up. So somebody put in like you know, air is racist, and there's literally articles that people wrote <laughs> where air is racist. <laughs> That's this. That's this article. <laughs> is nuclear war, you know, uh, is nuclear war green? Can you imagine? No, you idiot. We know that. Can you imagine how many how many editors had to, this had to go through before they were like, man, this, it's a poll. Dude, that was, that, that, a that, that was a slow this day at the Atlantic. It's a poll. That was a slow day at the Atlantic. The editor was like, oh, God. He probably, he's, yeah, like, he's looking on his desk. He's like, he's like, he's like, nuclear war is green or Murder horns are, are killing bees. <laughs> Dang, somebody took the murder horn. Damn already, it. Somebody already got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's insane. The last the last thing, if I'm getting nuked, the last thing I'm worried about is what's happening to the planet, okay? I'm worried about my family. Never say never. Uh, well, granted, do you even have enough time to worry? You know, it's like depending on where, where you're I'm at. worried about not dying. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm worried about. My skin melting off, yeah. uh, being vaporized. Well, no. actually, My Tesla not working from the EMP blast. <laughs> oh, man. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, dang it. <laughs> all the fallout that's going to make all the solar panels was useless. Like, oh, God. Can you imagine? Oh, so th so the the way to go green on nuclear war 
is just do EMP blasts. <laughs> to go know? green on it. You know, that way it just it just like decimates all the electronics and everything mm-hmm. and nobody can operate the cars anymore. Yeah. And then people have to walk. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the big thing now is that nobody, generates yeah, after that. Like nobody's worried about a nuclear war anymore, right? It's it, it, everybody is so intertwined, whether it's the US and Russia, China and US, India and Pakistan, uh Venezuela and Mexico, it doesn't matter. We're all tied in so much that it's like if one person fired off a nuclear missile, you're destroying everybody's economy. It's done. Yeah. It's over. Right? It's very interconnected. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Look at this. Look at this uh, line. That's right. On top of killing tens of millions of people as if that were just a minor detail with the real trouble being that the <laughs> sumptuous beachfront properties of Barack Obama and Joe Biden might end up underwater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Can we get this guy on the show? Oh, please. <laughs> I mean, like, walk us through step by step. He's going to be like, he's gonna be like it was a joke, this. guys. It was a joke. You took it out of context. Like, no, I'm I'm, I'm reading your quote. This is what you said. It was a slow day at the office that day. <laughs> what if he just, like, wrote it up just as a joke, and he's like, oh, my gosh, they freaking published this. <laughs> I just sent it as a memo joke. It was, it was, a, dr- it was a drunk. It was <laughs> Came home drunk and just wrote up a report, and he's like, yeah. Did I send uh, that? Yeah. I did. No. <laughs> oh, good. His editor is like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> we need more reporting like this. Yeah. yeah. Should have uh, just sent a nude. I mean, this is just, this just goes to show you the, the depravity of the, of the legacy media nowadays, man. They just, There's no journalism they, they, anymore. They have nothing to write about anymore. So they yeah. write about all this garbage. And I'm sure we could find like, Dozens of other articles that are just like this, like, you know, why why uh, we got to kill all the dogs because that would make everything go green. They poop too much or something. <laughs> yeah, kids, yeah, we're, we're worried about so much things that don't matter, like schools, right? We need to teach kids all these stupid things about sexuality or whatever, but they can't do math, basic math. And we're trying to yeah, teach them that sure. 2 plus 2 yeah. equals 5. So we clearly have our priorities <laughs> misaligned. <laughs> oh, man, dude. I blame, I, blame, I blame my parents' generation. It's their fault. It's the boomers' fault. Yeah, I mean, how, I agree. How, it's how their did, fault. How did the generations? Degrade? They're too old to fight back. <laughs> <laughs> but how did how did the generations degrade so fast, man? If it, it, it feel, you know, it just seems like in a matter of a second, like everything just, you know, the the shift, the mentality, everything just went to crap. I don't know. I think a lot of it. it, it part of it is education. I think um, that, you know, I'm not a journalist, but I've I've heard many people who've gone to these universities to get their degree in journalism and they're just like, it's complete garbage, man. They're not teaching anything in there about journalism. Not even that. I mean, you like, I, I went to business school and I think, I think the school I went to was pretty decent. You know, I went to Clark yeah. University and I'm not just saying that because it was my school, but it was pretty decent, you know, yeah. as far as what we're teaching. But I was also learning something that was real world. I was doing supply chain management. Yeah. Right. So the, it's like my, my base degree was like, you have to do algebra, algebra two, trig, calc, calc two. You know, yeah. it's like all these heavy math based things because you had to understand, you know, these numbers, these, yep. these, you know, how, how to do basic things like Excel. You know, yeah, you don't need a calculus to know how to do Excel, but you know what? It does come into play. <laughs> and, you know, uh, any heavy math based degrees, I think, are, are you know, you're, you're going to take pretty seriously. But then when you get this degree in like lesbian dance theory, underwater basket weaving, uh, underwater basket weaving. <laughs> You know, it's like, what do you need a degree? That's a great major. Yeah, what, what do you need a degree in that for? Like, why are you paying $100,000 to get this degree when you could just go out and, and do your interpretive dance in front of everybody 
at the subway in New York. <laughs> they don't they don't know the steps, man. They got to learn the steps. Um, yeah, that was I think that was my biggest critique of academia. Yeah, was the not that theory was bad. Like, so you have to know the theory behind stuff. Yeah. But it was, I felt like it was an overemphasis on theory and not enough on like, okay, well, how do you solve that problem? Like, coming up with solutions. Because um, I'd have professors that would talk all day long about, you know, we're doing this wrong, we're doing this wrong. And then I'd ask them, like, well, what do you propose we do? And, or if you have a solution that you think would work, why don't you, you know, go try and put it into play? And they'd be like, ah, no, no, I don't want to do that. But I mean, we, you we failed. I'm pretty sure I know your guys' answers on this. Do you really need a degree for everything under the sun? Do you need a degree no. for journalism? Do you need a degree for business? Do you need a degree of like basic business, not like, what I do. <laughs> I do real business. <laughs> but, you know, the hornets like, are doing business. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, you know, uh, 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 broadcasting, whatever. It's like, no, go work. Go do that yeah. job. You learn on the fly. I mean, yeah. I can even argue, even in my field, I could have just gone into it easily and just yeah. learned it and worked my way up without having to go and get a degree in this crap. I mean, at one point in time, you didn't have to agree to be have a degree to be a lawyer. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, most or at least I, 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 let me say this. Let me make a correction. I think it was just like a two-year night school or something like that. It wasn't a, uh, it wasn't like a four-year yeah. degree. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I think I think it's like, you know the 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 whole trade apprentice kind of stuff has just gone out the window. Nobody yeah. cares about because yeah, because everybody's so dainty nowadays, man. Nobody wants to get their hands dirty, right? Well, so what about a, and but 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 then again, they, everybody wants pay quality, right? And you know, equal opportunity. It's like. Not everything's equal, man. Like, are you willing to go, you know, lay brick and mortar, right? And yeah. like make a hundred thousand bucks or, or do you want to sit, sit and write articles like, like this for climate change and make a hundred thousand bucks? Like, what, what's, you know, what, what is. Personally, I want a crabfish. You <laughs> 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 make $60,000 like three days. It's the deadliest job on earth. But it's like, hey, after three days, you're good. But I want it to be in like Bermuda. <laughs> <laughs> Calm waters. Yeah. Um, I, I do think a lot of people who come out of college with their undergrads, I think they are given that kind of false sense of security that you have a degree now, you're going to start at this salary. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's just not true. A lot of people I went to college with had this uh, this idea. It's like, I'm going to make $100,000 coming yeah. out of, uh, with a degree. It's like, you don't know anything, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know Jack. <laughs> yeah, the funniest thing is when people, when you see like um, – like indeed job postings yeah. and they're like <laughs> looking looking for 20 years of experience <laughs> 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 but it's like entry level it's like paying paying you know ten thousand bucks yeah. a year <laughs> I, I saw one where it was like it was it was some programming language that the, that this guy developed and then he saw a job posting for it where it said you needed five years of experience he's like i just wrote this a year ago <laughs> he's like oh, how can you have five years of experience in this <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah, it comes down to, you know, I, I think education is part of it, you know, going back to your original, you know, question of why we feel like society is going down. I think, you know, education is part of it. I think media has a massive thing in this, you know, because everything for them is about if it bleeds, it leads. We're going to fan the flames on anything that makes us money and gets us views. Programming, yeah. man. That's the thing. Yeah. You just want to program me into, you know, when whatever I think, they want. And I think the upcoming generation, they see all these YouTubers and stuff like that. And they think, oh, that's they literally think that that's going to be them you know that they're going to make it big on youtube 
Hey, what do you got against YouTube, man? Yeah. What do you Look, think we're trying to do here? What do you think we're trying to do here? We're going to make it big. We are, we're going straight to the top. Don't be fooled. We all have full-time jobs. <laughs> <laughs> we have. We work in the real world. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, I, I think. I research bees. <laughs> Like 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 a person like have you, heard, have, have you heard that smart murder beast. <laughs> that that job title like uh, chicken sexer? Like chicken you, sexer? Yeah. So they determine what chicken what sex they are. They're called you're a chicken, chicken sexer. Get out of here. You're, you're That's joking. it. You never heard of this? No. no. Have you ever watched Dirty Jobs? <laughs> I watched Dirty Jobs. Yeah, they had I've one never where, seen that. They had sexer. one where they, yeah, they had one where they're at a, a poultry farm and you know they were raised the chickens and so there's this person and they basically like flipped the little baby chick over and, and they it's called a chicken chicken sexer. They can figure out what sex is and they separate them, you know, males males and females and or poults or whatever they call them. But it's like with the murder hornets, you know, it's like would you be a murder hornet sexer? <laughs> can you imagine putting that on your Tinder profile? For a price. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, can you can you do that on OnlyFans? <laughs> oh, that's what we got to do. We got to start an OnlyFans where we just go around checking any animal animal sex. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they are. Is that a donkey? I'm pretty sure I know what that is. No, you got to go check. You just gotta, no, no, you got you got you got to do like an OnlyFans page, but it's all about things stinging your junk. Oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Coyote, Coyote Peterson's got nothing on. <laughs> oh, it stung you in the arm. Yeah, you're tough. <laughs> What's that guy from Jackass? The, he, he like contacts us. He's like, I love your work. <laughs> Steve-o. Steve-o. He's like, he's like, guys, I gotta get you guys on. <laughs> hey, that's the way to go on OnlyFans. Like, I, I, we've talked about this a couple times. It's like you know, it's like just. You know, you're going to do an OnlyFans job or whatever. It's, I, mean, I saw this lady. She was a cop. I don't know how much cops make in most cities. I think it's different based on if you're They make York. at least 100000 Yeah, but I mean, if you're in Podunk, yeah. Idaho, you're probably yeah. making forty five or something like that, right? But yeah. so this lady, she was a cop, and I don't know what city she was in, but all of a sudden she started doing like OnlyFans, and she was making like $200,000 like a week or some crap like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and so when I when I always hear this, you know, it's like, oh, you know, men and women, you have this pay discrepancy and blah blah blah. And I'm like, you can literally anybody. I don't care what you look like. If you're a female, you can go on OnlyFans and you can make some cash. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> there is no OnlyFans for me Maybe unless I want to get stung in the junk by some murder hornets. <laughs> Which I don't. <laughs> I'm making my account right now. <laughs> but, yeah, man. I don't know, dude. And that's the thing, though, too, right? It's like, oh, I don't have to go to college anymore. I can go strip. I can go work on OnlyFans and make, you know. From home. It's like, it's like stripping from home. <laughs> it's a remote stripper. I'm curious. I'm curious if anybody has done a study, like, how much, how, how many accounts were made during COVID for OnlyFans. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, man. But did you, sure do you remember when, when OnlyFans said we're going we're gonna to ban uh, porn on there? Everybody's like, What? But you it's are a porn star. Literally like, what this is. This is literally why we're on yeah. here. And then they backtracked like oh, it was like a day later. I think they lost like billions in like a matter of hours. And can you imagine all those all those remote strippers? <laughs> like we're going to lose our income. How did we get to this? Like, <laughs> I think it's my fault. Uh, all right. Well, on that happy note. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Hey, let's. Yeah, turn off his mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to turn off your mic. <laughs> for those for those of you who don't know, uh, he Kyle, a, he's 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 on his way. To, he has uh, a job. It's called being a dad. He's being a dad. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, um, yeah. On the, on the more serious note, I think uh, you know, obviously, war is still happening in Ukraine. Um, I think it's intensifying, and um, 
on a on a really sad note, I think I saw I, I saw this article today, and uh, you know, just it's just sad, man, because uh, I saw a lot of um, left leaning organizations kind of like mocking the, the story and and the people that that unfortunately died. Um, so the stories right now is from this is reporting from the Guardian, uh, Fox Fox News cameraman and producer killed in Ukraine. Um, it's very sad. A uh, two Fox News journalist producer. Oleskandra Kushnova and cameraman Pierre Zagrewski. You got it. Yeah, nice. Were killed in the attack outside of Kiev, which injured correspondent Benjamin Hall and U.S. Network. The U.S. Network and its journals confirmed on Tuesday. You know, I mean, I think I saw some a couple of um, couple articles by other news organizations that they were mocking these guys. Man. Really? Yeah, they were like just. I hadn't uh, heard the story. Yeah, like I, I, heard, I heard somebody had gotten hurt. A couple of uh, journalists had gotten hurt, yeah. and like MSNBC was making fun of it or something like that. Yeah, so they were making fun of of the of the one the correspondent that got hurt. Um, he's he's I think in critical condition or something in the hospital. But um, these these two other ones, they they actually um, ended up ended up being killed. And um, yeah, these other news organizations, man, they're just they were just like making fun of these guys. You know, uh, I didn't even, I didn't even have the I was so disgusted I didn't read those articles, man. But I just saw like the headlines and they're just this horrible stuff, man. And I heard like like war correspondents. That's like one of the lowest paying job. Like you almost have to pay for your own stuff. Yeah. To, to like get out there, you have to pay for your own body armor. Yeah. Um, you have to like, you know, coordinate all of your own, you know, yeah. travel, whatever it is. It's like, man, that's rough. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the I mean, the, this is literally like the epitome of journalism, right? Like they're going to like the yeah. most dangerous place in the yeah. world. This is literally what journalists should be doing, right? I mean, I'm not advocating for everybody to go into like an active battlefield, but I mean, the fact that they're, that people are making fun of them, that they got killed, man, it's just, and, and hurt as well. It's just, I mean, those, this sh- complete shame on yeah. those people, man. I mean, kudos for them for being out there, for trying to get the story out there. And again, I don't, I don't care what media organization they work for. If you're out there and you're trying to get the truth out there, good for you, yeah. you know? Good yeah, for you. Absolutely. God be with you. I hope you're protected, that nothing happens to you. And when something unfortunate like this does happen, um, it's a shame. Um, and, you know, the world is not a better place because these people are gone. You know? Yeah, I mean, just because they were affiliated with Fox News, man, I think that's, you know, you know, whatever whatever hurts my enemy is, you know, it's good for me. But, I mean, that, that's just the world we live in now. And I just, I don't know, man. I think this, this would have been a good opportunity for all the the media to come together and be like, Hey, yeah, you know, these were two of ours. Right. But yeah. everybody's so, so segregated by parties now that, you know, they don't even care if other people die. So. And the, 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 you know, to the politic perspective of it, where they always say, you know, Fox news represents the right. Yeah. You can have an argument for that. Right. But yeah. as we, you know, anybody who's conservative clearly sees Fox is moving more towards center to left, right? They're moving away from the right and they're doing it at a pretty steady pace. You know, there's only a couple people that are there that are still, you know, more right leaning um, Tucker being one of them, but they're going after him now. They're trying to trying to ice him out. Um, not a big fan of Sean Hannity. The guy personally, I don't have any issues with. I'm just not a fan of his show. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of these people are just neocons, right? They've just been, part of the establishment for so long that, you know, they're, they're obviously, you know, everybody has entitled to change their opinions, you know, throughout their careers and mm-hmm. life. But a lot of these people just pair, you know, whatever is popular is going to get them in the ratings. Right. I mean, that's, that's the business that they're in nowadays. Yeah. Journal, journalism, main, mainstream journalism, I guess, legacy journalism just, just isn't, isn't what it used to See, be. But if I was getting into journalism, 
that would like a war correspondent would be what I would want to do. I'd be like, yeah, hey, the man, raw sign stuff, me up. right? Yeah, yeah. Let me out there. Let me go see this stuff. Right on the ground, like you know, especially protest, with war, with technology whatever. the way it is now. Uh, like I remember, um, I think it was Tim Pool was talking about you know how he kind of made his fame was when he was out on the uh, Occupy Wall Street. And he was doing 24-hour live streaming. So people like bringing in batteries. But then you had his buddy, uh, what's that guy's name? He's in Florida now. Luke Kukowski? Uh, Luke, yeah, he, he had like a camcorder. And he would have to run home. He would have to plug it into his <laughs> computer. It but it's like technology allowed someone like Tim Pool and others to be able to live stream right then and there. Anybody with a phone in their pocket, the technology is there. And so nowadays, like, you know, for a war correspondent, it's like, man, the technology for you to be able to get your voice out is there. It's... Yeah, I think he's 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 touched on uh, Temple has touched on it many times. Like people were like, "Oh man, I want to do what you do. Like I want to I want to go do get, it, get big like you." And he's like, "Okay, well, cool. Well, we'll go out, go on and, and get it. You know, go go couch surf and yeah. go to you know yep. Ukraine and, and be on be on the ground and, and report the stuff, right?" And they're like, "What do you mean? No, no, I want to I want to sit at the desk and write article like you, like you do." He's yeah. like, "That's that's not how I got big, right? I got to this point after a certain time after I put in my work after I did all this stuff, yep. but." You know, again, that goes back into, you know, what what people, you know, graduate journalism school and they're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to make the big bucks immediately. Right. Yeah. You have to you have to you have to go through the process. You have to go through the crap, whether it's the military or whether it's, uh, you know, private sector. Um, like, you know, for me, when I was in the military, same thing. It's like, you know, when you want to get to that point where, you know, you're able to work independently. I was a corpsman. Right. So mm-hmm. worked independently with Marines and um it took me a while, you know, they, they tried me out with these small little groups. Here's a little tryout here and there, you know, here's some crap you're not going to like, here's some long hours, you know, two weeks of maybe a couple hours sleep here and there. Um, but it's like, this person doesn't complain. This person is always doing their job. Let's give them a shot. You know, you work your way up and then pretty soon it's like, I'm out there with like Marine Corps SWAT team and I'm doing coverage for them or I'm going out with special operations tactical group. And they're like, Hey doc, you want to jump out of some helicopters? You know, and then I go back and I tell the other corpsman about it. And they're like, you got to jump out of helicopters. Like, hell yeah, man. What have you been doing? Yeah. Oh, I've just been shooting a penicillin on the somebody's. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually, <laughs> and eventually it was like, I got invited to, you know, the Marine Con, re, do, take the Marine Con, the Marine Recon in dock, and, which I did. I passed and I was accepted the Marine Recon pipeline. I didn't go for personal reasons. I had some stuff going on, but it took me a long time to get there, mm-hmm. you know? And then same thing in the private sector, you know, it's like, where I'm at now. Yeah. You know, my, where, where my degree is, I had no intentions of coming out of college, making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yep. I knew I had a grind. My first paycheck coming out of college was $187 and 77 cents. I still remember <laughs> that paycheck to this day. <clears throat> my first actual salary job was like $45,000 a year. Yep. I was 20, 29 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. So went to college later. Yeah, but it's, ab- it's about the journey, not the destination, right? And people forget about that. They, they want to, like, just leapfrog and go to the very end and, you know, mm-hmm. reap the rewards, but they don't want to, you know, slug through the, through the crap like everybody else. Yeah, does. go work those 16, 20-hour days. Go, you know, no sleep. Go work those really crappy jobs or those things that nobody wants to do. But after you do them and you keep your mouth shut, you know, and, and you actually work efficiently, then those opportunities are going to be there for you. But it's not just going to be given to you. Yeah, I mean, I think we're the last generation, man. I think our, you know, we saw our parents like they were the ones that would like work, you know, 12, 16 hours, and they wouldn't give a crap. You're not dude. the same generation. Um, <laughs> mentally and spiritually, we're the same generation. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, my dad, man, he he just he worked like crazy hours, yeah. man, to 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 get the job done, right? Things, food needed to be put on the table, you know, family needed to be taken care. Different culture, of. though, too. Different culture, as uh, absolutely. 
you know, the, the Hispanic family and you know, uh-huh. man is man of the house and he needs to provide for the family. Right. But I think, you know, just hard work, man, and ethics just have gone to, down the drain. Well, how do you think that's affecting like the Hispanic culture? Like, you know, as far as nowadays what we're seeing. It's uh, entitlement, man. I mean, it's, it's sad, but it's true. You know, as generations keep, keep progressing, I think, um, you know, as, as the standard of living rises for for these generations, when when they started at, at such a low level, mm. you know, and then suddenly like the next generation's like, oh man, they already have a head start, you know, and then, like it just keeps getting bigger and you know better and better, like you know, hard work and like that just just goes on the drain. Like the culture is lost, but at the same time, you know, it, it uh, maybe not lost, but maybe changes into something else. But the entitlement right? is a is a poison. Yeah, I mean that 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 progresses and even grows. It grows into greed. It grows into you know slothfulness, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? But and I'm not saying that you know every single one of you know new generations of of you know minorities and ethnic groups are you know are 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 like that. But the the vast majority are just because of technology and you know ease of life and you know yeah, the, things, um, that, things are just easy nowadays compared to you know what our our parents and our grandparents had it. Yeah. Uh, which I think is good, though. It's like having the technology to, I mean, you literally have everything at the tip of your fingertips, the yeah. entire world at the tip of your fingertips, but yet we have one of the most lax, weak uh, generations coming out now, right? Now, there's good ones out there. Don't get me wrong. It's not everybody. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're, we're starting to get into this laziness, this, you know, uh, uh, you know, give me free stuff, whatnot, when that's what you know, the country was not built on it was we attracted those people that came here. Entrepreneurs. Yeah. They wanted, they wanted to build something. They wanted to take that risk. I mean, uh, Thomas Sowell wrote a book, uh, ethnic America. I think he wrote it in 1981 and he spoke about, um, uh, the, the different, uh, cultures as they came here to the U S you know, so first like the German cultures and then, you know, the English, the Spanish, the Irish, the blacks, the Asians. And then of course he breaks it down. Cause he's like, there's no such thing as a black culture. There's no such thing as an Asian culture. Mm-hmm. You have Chinese culture, you have Japanese culture, you have East Indian culture, you have Irish culture. You know, it's like an Irish person is not an Italian and they had completely different, different, uh, uh, uh ideals when they came to this country and in, in different ways that they came up. But the thing was, is uh, to get back on point is that they came in here taking the crappy jobs, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so they came in doing the, you know, working in the fields, whatever it may be, uh, the working in the sweatshops, every single culture did it. Every culture did it, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, I see, it's like, you know, when you see, the Hispanics when they come across like, Oh, well, you know, they're out there working in the fields or they're doing this, they're doing that. It's like, and they're also making a whole lot more money than they ever made anywhere else. But at the same time, what they are doing is they're setting themselves up to, to for success for their family because maybe not their generation, but the next generation, their children will be ready for, you know, college in one generation, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about setting up, you know, the next generation for success. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's why my, why my parents came to the country, right? You know, they wanted me and my brother to have a better life and to, you know, be able to be successful and, you know, again, you know, have a, have a better quality of life. But somebody's got to pay those dues. Somebody have to, has to pay those dues and, you know, the, the bill comes due eventually, mm-hmm. right? Whether, whether that be, you know, time away from your family, whether that be, you know, health, right? A lot of these yeah. people are working so many hours, so such tough, tough jobs that, you know, it takes a toll on their health. What are your, what are your thoughts on this since we're going down this rabbit hole and we're just going to keep going down it, screw it. Um, uh, generational wealth. So, you know, Let's say, let's say in your, your lifetime, you're, you're running a business, which you are, you and your brother, and you guys become multimillionaires. 
Uh, but the government sees that when you die, hey, we get 50% of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not about that whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, you already taxed me as, throughout my throughout my career for mm-hmm. the money. Why are you? Why do you get an, an extra half of half of that? Uh, half of that money when? Well, because it it, 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 it unequally benefits your children compared to somebody else. I mean, but the whole reason that I make that money is for my children, right? right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't make it for daddy for daddy Biden, yeah. <laughs> right? So. Um, yeah, I mean the, the the death tax, the wealth tax. I mean that's that's absolutely absurd, man. I mean the whole point of of coming to this country is is to you know build wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, have a better standard of living, provide for your family, the next generation, set them up so that they can just keep leapfrogging up, right? But again, you have that very top that you know that that's that barrier, that ceiling. It's it's really hard to break through, right? To the next to the next strata of like I guess yeah. economic society, because the people up there don't want more people up there. Well, you get the AOCs that, you know, they, they like the, the wealth tax. They like that, the idea of doing that, you know, because they sit there and they say, it's like, well, you know, I had to go to college and I have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Well, you wouldn't have that debt if your family was wealthy and they were able to help you pay for college, you know? And again, I did not pressure you into getting that. Yep, yeah, get right. That is a personal decision <laughs> whatsoever that you, that you made knowingly or unknowingly because maybe you weren't taught right or maybe mm-hmm. because society says that you always need to get a loan to go to college that is your choice to make yeah and if you build if like you know again let's say you build this amazing business with your brother and then you know your kids come along your kids don't have to go to college to run your business yep. they can grow and, and and be raised in the business and learn how to do it. if that's what they said do like my dad he's a chiropractor right i decided i didn't want to be a chiropractor however if i did i would have lived a pretty good life you know mm-hmm. But I wanted to blaze my own path. But that opportunity was there. You know? Yeah. I still would have had to go to chiropractic school for that. But I'm just saying it's like, you know, in general, I think like like if you build a trucking empire, you know, you, you started with one truck and you're driving those, t- you know, 20 hour days. What, well, you can't because of the government, but <laughs> <laughs> stupid DOT. 11 hours a day. You know? <laughs> but then you buy another truck and then you invest in another truck and you keep investing in your business and you grow this, 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 you know, the shipping business. Right. And then your kids come along. Your kids don't need licenses for that. They don't need yep. a degree for that. You can bring them up in it. You give them, you, or you don't necessarily give them a truck. You put them in a truck, drive. Yep. Learn. Start, start them from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, in the end, the government's always going to want to take, take a piece, man. No, no matter what, they're always going to do it. I mean, obviously, there's like loopholes around it, you know, with trusts and, you know, certain things to get around like the death tax and things like that, the inheritance tax. But the fact that they're already going to tax you more, just because you die, can't just. I just want everybody to like picture that. When you die, you get taxed. You get taxed for for dying, mm-hmm. and and your stuff that you're that's already yours that you already pay taxes on. It's worse if you don't have a will. And it's worse if you don't have a will. That's absolutely right. But the government comes in and is like, oh well, we need half of that. It's like what? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so, man. So I think it's just being uh, knowledgeable and. And you know, there's there's loopholes, man. You just gotta you gotta do your research. What incentive? What incentive is there for people coming over here? Say, for instance, again, your culture, right? You're Mexican. What incentive is there for Mexicans to come here, work their ass off to build an empire, if they know that half of that money, if they build an empire, is gone? Uh, Because life here is still infinitely better than anywhere else. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Period. Right. I mean, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, there are there countries out there that are are great countries and have like you know freedom and things like that. Absolutely. 
Yes. Well, like Thomas Sowell said, though, why is it why is it greedy for me to want my own money, but not yeah. greedy for you to take it? You know, absolutely. And it's and it's when yeah, when when people are like, well, you make too much money, I need to have some of it, or you need to pay my stuff up. Like, pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. I was like, I don't think so, man. Like, why don't you actually go and you know put in the work? I was like, oh well, I, I'm I'm a minority. I didn't have that opportunity. I was like, there are millions of of minorities examples, you know, entrepreneurs that have done it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you had the same opportunities. I was like, yeah. So. You know, like I said, it's still infinitely better to live here and to try to, you know, create your own empire and, and but also, but the American dream, man. I mean, well, the personal I, gratification that you get from busting your butt. Hard work, man. Hard work. And seeing, you know, it's like, man, even if you, it, you have an apartment, right? And it's a small apartment, but the, everything in there is yours. Yours. You know? Yeah, Absolutely. your car outside's a POS, but it's yours, mm-hmm. you know? There's nothing like like doing that last payment on your car. Man. Hey, I just paid mine off. I'm a yeah. man. I love it. Everybody, I, of course, everybody's trying to get me into the Tesla. Now. You got to get a Tesla. Now. It's like I just paid off my vehicle. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I love it, man. Like the, the the moment you pay off something, doesn't matter if it's like, you know, you you were lay lay away in a like a hundred dollar iPad or something, mm-hmm. right? Like the moment you you finish that payment, dude, and it's yours. Yep. You could go outside and break it for all you care, man, but it's yours. Yeah. Nobody can take it from you. I've owned, I've owned like five cars in my life. I ride them to the wheels fall off, man. Oh yeah. You know, Absolutely. but it's like, yeah, when I pay them off, uh, the two best cars I've ever had, the one I have now is a Toyota. The one before that was a Honda. It was a Honda civic. No beamers. What? No, no absolutely not. What? Mercedes? That, that, that Honda civic was amazing. I drove that thing forever. <laughs> it, I've had it paid off and I drove it for like another five years free, you know, free and yeah. clear. Yeah. Now my, t- my Toyota that I have now, you know, I love that little car, man. Yeah, I, re- I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys follow um, Dave Ramsey. Yeah. He's a great financial advisor. Um, obviously, we don't give financial advice mm-hmm. on this podcast. We just give our opinions. But he's a, a great person to go and follow his podcast and show. And I think he, they did a study on millionaires, the biggest study on millionaires yeah, in the country. And they found, like, certain things that, you know, all of them have in common. And one of them is, like, you know, owning your own house, mm-hmm. like having zero debt, you know, having um, some 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 money saved away. Yeah. Um, and it's true, man. I mean, the the whole system is set up for for you to be in debt and beholden to you know the government or or some entity. And the moment you're not, that's when they're like, "Hey, you might wanna you might wanna buy a new car. I'll give you like zero interest on it." Yeah, well, that was uh, Robert Kiyosaki's idea, like when he wrote the uh, the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, and oh, yeah, he had great, that great book. The, the the rat race idea, you know. And it's mm-hmm. like you know that's what you're in every day, the rat yep. race, you know. But it's like as soon as you can figure out a way to get off that wheel, man. Life you know, is good, yeah. man. Because somebody's like, good. it's like, who's really rich? You know, the guy that's making a million dollars a year, but he's got a eight hundred thousand dollar house. He's got you know several cars. You know, he's he's up to his eyeballs in debt. Or the guy that makes two thousand dollars and he's clear and free yep. every month, just putting it away, man. <laughs> Gr- growing oranges, <laughs> <laughs> or, or working your OnlyFans page. Only, or- <laughs> Your, your, your mom porn, you know, whatever. <laughs> just just vacuuming your house. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> dude. Yeah. So, hey. yeah, man. I mean, yeah, uh, Robert Kiyosaki is amazing. He's he's also a big um, precious metal stacker mm. for gold and silver. Um, for those of you who don't know, like, I mean, I love that. Precious metal commodities are, is a great it's a great investment um, into your, your own personal financial security. I think especially with uh, – certain certain economic <laughs> difficulties think, about to face us you think with what's coming on like uh like you remember in, in 
World War II. You remember how um, Roosevelt went after gold? Yeah. Do you think that's going to happen now? Yeah, I, I believe there's going to be a gold confiscation, as possibly a silver confiscation as well. They're going to be make it illegal again to, to trade silver, mm-hmm. like they did. Uh, I think it was was it in the fifties or sixties. Um, yeah, I believe it's coming, man. Especially especially since you know all these industries are going to want all these precious metals because gold is a huge high tensile con- conductivity metal or something yeah, like electronics. that. Electronics. Yeah, electronics, silver, all that stuff goes into electronic vehicles and stuff. So yeah. it's like a big business and taking old uh, like electronics, I think, and they just like throw them in these acid baths and they just yeah. pull the gold out of it. You know? Yeah, palladium, rhodium, all this kind of stuff. They they try to take take off those electronics because, I mean, you can make good money doing it. Yeah, but um, if you have a system doing it, if yeah. it's just you by yourself with a pair of pliers, you're going to make enough. There, there's there's <laughs> still people that do it, man. I mean, what is it? Uh, what's an ounce of gold at right now? I think it's like uh, uh, 2000. 19, no, it went down. Did it go under yeah, two, two it's grand? Like, it's like, man, it's like 19 little little over 19. Yeah, so imagine you spend like four, four, four to six hours like Plying, plying away, you know, little, little, little conductors of, of gold, and then you know you smelt them down, and you make two grand. Yeah, but then what's the percentage of that gold too? Is it like twenty two carat? Is it fourteen carat? Is it eighteen carat? You know, because then it's a different value. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, if you if you keep doing that, you know. Oh no, I'm not knocking there, it. I'm so. just, I'm just saying, you know. But it's like, hey, yeah, go for it. Start your little business with your little pliers. Build that into an empire. Yep. Stack your gold. <laughs> Stack your gold, man. <laughs> but, you know, I I I believe I think with what's coming down the pipe, I. I think that there is going to be a lot of pain and a lot of suffering coming really soon. And, uh, again, there's going to be this, I think it's going to be a confiscation of gold and silver and precious metals. Um, and that's going to, again, decentivize people from the generational wealth, you know, I think it's a personal attack anyway, but you know, I mean, the previous generations, they were big on gold and silver, man, because of, you know, the depression and, and what came because of it. I mean, the metal, act- the coins actually had, they know, actually had value silver and, and copper in it at yeah. some point in time. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but nickel is like through the roof. Oh, they yeah. actually stopped uh, the trading of nickel because of the whole uh, uh, war in Ukraine and Russia being one of the, I think it's like the biggest nickel exporter in the, in the, in the world. Um, well, yeah. And, and so I, I think I talked to you about this a little bit earlier, but like, have you heard about the COVID stuff that's starting to come up in China now? Um, what is it? They're, so they're, like, they're like locking down again, aren't again, they? Again, again. So like the whole country. Yeah. So I know they're talking about, I don't know if we can pull it up on, on here, the, uh, the map. Oh yeah. Um, and so what, what, why don't you, why don't you, uh, tell us uh, what, what, what map this is? Uh, so, uh, I think it's called maritime. What's the name of it? Maritime. Maritime traffic. Maritime Mar- traffic marine yeah. traffic. Marine traffic. Marine traffic. Anybody, you can go on here. You can look this up. There's a website that I watch. It's really good. It's called uh, what the ship. He talks a lot about this stuff. Um, he, he used to be, a uh, Merchant Marine, um, but he has far more knowledge on this than I do. But it's a good website. You can go on and look at it. So a lot of people um, uh, remember that during COVID, uh, we had a lot of the ships that were parked off the harbor in L.A., right? Mm-hmm. And so they're still they're still there. However, L.A. was like, hey, get away from the coast. So they pushed them out <laughs> towards Baja, Mexico, <laughs> right? But anyway, uh, COVID, I guess, is picking back up in China. And so they're starting to lock everything down. So if you go on the map and you go up towards like, uh, Beijing, um, yeah, so we got Beijing right here and you zoom in, zoom into here. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, go out to the port, uh, go down. Yep. Zoom in more. <clears throat> so you see all the circles. A circle means that the ship is anchored. Wow. <laughs> 
See if we can zoom out a little bit. Yeah, those ships are anchored. They're just sitting there. Uh, look, there. even here, dude, <clears throat> like, all, everything's anchored. Yeah, those are probably getting offloaded, but all these ships out there, those are all getting, those are all just sitting and waiting. Um, it's the same way if you go to, like, down to Hong Kong or... Uh, I don't know, if you, look, if you look, they're holding bunch, them a bunch, bunch up here. Yeah, go down a little bit right there. You see oh, that right here on the bottom? Scrolling a little bit. <clears throat> they're all just parked. Wow. So uh, I think green is uh, food. And red is fuel. If I'm Look at all mistaken. these food ships, man. Yeah, so it's all grain. It's just sitting there. Um, yeah, I mean, if people don't know, grain is it prices through the roof. I think it's up like seventy percent because uh, Ukraine and I think Russia are. I think they they pretty much supply seventy percent of the of the wheat in the whole world, and it's about to just. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is like. To to credit in LA, they were clearing up a bit. They were starting to get some stuff moving. Um, I'm not giving any credit to the government whatsoever on that. A lot of that had to do with those independent truckers. Let's, uh, let's check the United States. Let's see the West Coast. What's going on? Oh, go to Houston. Houston. <laughs> yeah, go to Houston. Oh my gosh! You're gonna see a lot of parked vessels, and they're gonna be all red. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, red again, Brian? Oil. Oil. Fuel. Fuel. Man. Just all parked, and there's 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 grain out there too. It's parked too. You're just sitting there waiting, you know. Uh, just just for for craps and googles, go, go to uh, you go to the Black Sea. The Black Sea. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, scroll in right there. Yeah, go up a little bit. There you go. <laughs> scroll in towards the uh, Ukraine area. Oh, there's nothing there, man. They got, they got a blockhead going. It's all gone. Man, look at that. <laughs> you got yeah, you it, got you got the Leroy Jenkinses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're taking that oil from Russia. They're taking it to Africa. So watch. I'm I'm making a, a an assumption here that we're going to start seeing this big import of oil from Africa. <laughs> yeah, what's Africa up to? Let's take a look at Saudi. Oh yeah, the Suez Canal is, is busy. It's packed, but it's moving. It's it's not it's bad. It's still moving. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. It's moving. Um. Oh, did you hear another ship got? Got, got stuck. Get out of here. <laughs> another ever given. There's no way. Yeah, it was another one. It's, another one? I think it's outside of Baltimore. <laughs> what if it was like the same captain that they just hired because they needed to? Well, and the thing is like people are like, well, why can't they just pull it out? It's like you, you can't offload this stuff. The only thing you could take off the ship is fuel. That's it, right? You still got to pull the thing out. So you got to wait for high tide. But the thing is, is like I think it has a 25-foot draft, but the the seafloor was like 14 feet or something. So it's like it's stuck. It's stuck oh, good. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, what? How much does each of those containers weigh plus the ship? Yeah, it's like. To be fair, luckily, it's it's kind of out. It's not blocking a whole lot of stuff. People can get by, you know. But people were wondering. They're like, "What was the pilot doing?" You know, like, Ugh. and the captain because the captain's. I mean, a lot of if you're into conspiracy theories, people people definitely think that that was absolutely staged, and yeah. you know things were going on. But but it just so happened it was the same company again. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, that, that is not again. how you market. <laughs> <laughs> look at these that was like pinto look at the cars that keep exploding oh, man. <laughs> no but i a reason why i wanted to show that map and i wanted to see what's happening right now is that you know everybody's like well you know the gas prices are starting to stabilize a little bit we're back down to a hundred dollars a barrel mm -hmm. uh but the get price of gas is still you know 425 average across the country right now it's going to go up china is shutting down they export a lot of crap to us and all that stuff's going to, going to get backlogged again. Yeah. What people don't understand is that, you know, right now it's going to be a bear market on oil. 
and you know the everything. Yeah, the the price that just dipped right now that you saw at the gas stations first, you saw like you know four fifty or something. Now it went down to like four thirty, four twenty something. That's because a bunch of people sold stock into oil, mm-hmm. and so the prices went down, right? And but you know once 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 you all see the, you see the wheat prices. Yeah, the wheat prices are insane, man. I know we don't have enough time to pull it up on the thing, but if you, yeah, if you just if you ever just get bored, just go on on the internet sometime and pull up. Uh, yeah. uh, you just Google wheat price or something wheat like price, that. It's yeah. insane. I should I showed it to somebody and and they couldn't believe it. <laughs> they thought yeah. I, they, they thought I was just joking. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, and well, what all people also don't don't understand is you know all these countries are stockpiling food right now. Oh yeah, like yeah. China's stockpiling a ton of wheat. You know, I think corn is one of their main exports, and they're stockpiling like seventy percent, only exporting like thirty. Well, and the thing is, too, is we're getting ready to go into spring, right? Yep. Spring and summer, so that's usually when gas prices go up anyway, exponentially, right? That's when we start, you know, planting. We start, you know, getting Fertilizer. all the crops and everything. Yeah. So we're not going to get any. We're we're going to start missing most of our fertilizer comes from Russia. Not supporting Russia. I'm just saying, we can do it with our own natural gas, but guess what? We don't want to do. Yeah, the the impact of of you know the the oil prices and, and shortages aren't felt like almost immediately, right? We obviously are seeing the prices go up, mm-hmm. but like everything that has to do with oil is all we you know the everything takes time to catch up to yep. it, right? And fertilizer is one of those things that you know Russia you know supplies a lot mm-hmm. of. That all that fertilizer, if you can't fertilize the fields, you can't grow the food. Guess what? This next winter, man, it's going to be bleak, bleak winter. Yeah, I would I would say. Again, keep a level head, you know, pay attention to what's going on. But, you know, when you go to the grocery store, just buy a little extra food, you know, start, start stocking it away. You know, uh, I think questions that you should be asking yourself is that if disaster were to strike, number one, can I take care of myself? Mm-hmm. You know, and what's the, what's the biggest thing we look at is like, you know, it starts out as it's, uh, I think it's uh, three weeks, a month, and then three months, and then a year, right? So, can you, if disaster struck, can you take care of yourself for a week? You know, can if you, you have to be on the road for two, two, three weeks, you know, because you're fleeing somewhere or something's happening because of, you know, instability or, or whatever, could you survive? Yeah. You know, do you have enough food at home if you're stuck at home again? Like the whole COVID thing proved that too, right? Yeah. We, we knew somebody that was freaking out over that because they had like ramen noodle in their cupboards. <laughs> it's like, and they're looking at us like we're a bunch of nut jobs because we have just a little bit of extra food sitting around, you know, it's like, well, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah, for for those of you who who d- didn't get the the context of that, you know, we're obviously we we've, we've said we're we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you know, I'm proud of it. Um and one of the one of the teachings of, of the church is, you know, always be, you know, self-reliant, be, be prepared. Yep. Um obviously put your faith in in uh, our heavenly Father God, yep. but at the same time, you know, he expects you to take care of yourself and, you know, be a freaking adult. <laughs> um, again, I'll quote uh, Ron Swanson, teach a man to fish and you feed him for a day or don't teach him to fish and you feed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Fishing is not that hard. Well, and one last thing real quick too, is that, uh, Glenn Beck talked about this on his podcast. He, again, he's a member of our church as well. And, and he said that, you know, he sat down and, and he prayed and he prayed and he prayed and he kept asking God, he's like, you know, what do I have to do to prepare? And he's like, the answer that I got back from the spirit was how dare you, you know, yeah. how dare you think about yourself? And the idea of of having extra stuff is not necessarily for you, right? It's to help your fellow man. Yeah. You know, what happens if your neighbor loses their job? What happens if your neighbor's house catches on fire? You know, what happens if anything happens to your neighbor? You know, it is your responsibility to, pr- to protect and care for your neighbor, right? 
what, what's what's the fable we talk about all the time? You know, uh, he finds he finds a man on the road, right? Good Samaritan. Good Samaritan finds a man on the road. He takes care of him. Doesn't know who he is. Not the same religion. Picks him up, cleans him up, takes him to an inn, gives him food. Pays, Pay, for, pays for multiple days for yep. the inn. Pays for a healer, right? For medicine. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, you know, everybody's selfish nowadays, though, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it's it's about me, me, me. What can I do? Like, you know, everybody's my enemy. What do they want? You know, everybody has an agenda. So, unfortunately. You know, the, for those of us who, who, who have faith and, you know, obviously believe in the teachings of Christ, I mean, that's that's the whole purpose of it, right? Yeah. To, to your fellow man and, you know, do unto others as you want you want to be done to you. Yeah. And if you're, you know, if you're looking at buying that new car, maybe you should wait. If you're looking at, you know. I don't know why you would buy a new car <laughs> with like, it's up like 40% price. Yeah. If, crazy, you're, if you're going to invest in something, invest in yourself, you know, but just be cautious right about now. It's like, yeah. you know, you can, you know, wait, wait a few months save some cash, you know, invest in something that's not going to hurt you. You know, I mean, you invest in some silver or gold or whatnot, you can turn back around and sell it, you know. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, have a little extra, have a little, little something, you know, you don't need a hoard or anything like that, you know, but just have a little extra. Yeah. Now, now is not the time for indulgence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think these next uh, six months are really, I mean, maybe even sooner, really yeah. going <laughs> to, really going really to show us what, what the next, you know, I guess decades going to be, honestly. But, you know, with that being said, you know, um, we really want to thank everybody for show- joining us today. Obviously, our co-host Kyle um, had to dip out early, but, you know, we want to thank him Jerk. for being here. And uh, also our uh, other uh, co-host. Uh, <laughs> He's getting his dog's uh, junk snipped off. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, our other co-host, Blake, who's usually with us on the podcast, had to um, unfortunately get his uh, Dog dog's, dog's uh stuff removed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to censor ourselves uh, as politely yeah. as we can but uh, we'll ha- we'll have him back uh, soon as well and um, we hope to catch you guys as uh, soon as well do you have anything else you want to add to everybody? no thanks for listening uh you know start you know helping us with uh you know making some comments on the, on the stuff whatever you like or dislike uh you know like it share it um just help us out we're we're we feel that we have a message that we can we can share with you and that there's probably other people that think like you do as well. And we just hope that you can share that message and you can share this show. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, for everybody who's listening, you know, we're we're amateur podcasters. Um, we're trying to do our best and amateur. <laughs> absolutely amateurs. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, subscribe, share. Um, you can find us obviously first and foremost on Rumble, obviously YouTube. Um, if you want to support us, you can also follow uh, find our, our locals account down below in the description. Um, we like money. It helps us out. Get some yep. more better equipment and yep. give you guys uh, some better better content. And um, But, yeah, we want to thank you guys again, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.